Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Hello, it's the Reading Bug, here to give a big shout out to this season's sponsors. Sourcebooks, Penguin Random House Audio, and Scholastic. And a special thanks to everyone who has supported our work at Patreon.com. And to every one of you for listening. To become a patron and support next season's adventures and music, please visit Patreon.com slash ReadingBugAdventures. Hi, reader, and welcome back for part two of our treasure hunt adventure. Part one was released earlier, so be sure to go back and listen so you're all caught up. Reading Bug Adventures is written, performed, and produced by the team at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California. This adventure is unfortunately the last one of our fifth season. We'll release the full combined episode next week and then take a bit of a break over the summer. But don't worry, we're already writing more episodes for our fall season, so we'll definitely be back for more adventures. Over the summer, go back and listen to old adventures and let us know what kind of adventures you'd like to take in the future. We've already received so many wonderful ideas from our listeners. This season was a little shorter than usual due to the added complexity of creating and delivering our podcast while sheltering in place. But we had so much fun creating new episodes and loved hearing such nice things from all of you about this season's adventures. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks also to Zencaster, which we use to record all of this season's episodes from home, and to our friends at Resonate Recordings, who do such a great job with sound mixing and mastery for us. And of course, thank you to all of our new patrons. Your support means the world to us. A great big hello and thank you to Ezra and Noah, Eleanor in South Carolina, Maddie and Bella, Wyatt from Virginia, and Ada in Los Angeles. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. If you'd like to become a patron and support our work, visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Finally, in addition to writing and recording songs and podcasts, our family owns and operates a children's bookstore. You can shop online for any book at thereadingbug.com or find care packages, gifts, and gift cards for every occasion. Or if you'd like us to deliver a hand-picked selection of books every month that match any young reader's unique age, interests, and reading level, you can sign up for a subscription at readingbugbox.com. It's a perfectly personalized gift that brings that small, independent bookstore feel and expertise right to your doorstep. Now, reader, let's hurry back to Captain Mel's little yellow submarine. And if you remember, as we made our descent deep into the ocean, looking for the lost city of Atlantis, we were suddenly attacked by Dumbo octopuses. And now we're stuck with no power, no lights, no radio, and no help. We've got to get back and see if we can get out of this dangerous predicament. Are you ready? Any ideas how we might escape? Okay, then on the count of three, let's all imagine ourselves back into the broken HOV with Captain Mel. One, two, three, let's fly. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper. 
Welcome back, reader. The reading bug and I are so relieved that you decided to come back to try and help us escape a watery fate. Captain Mel and the rest of us need your help to figure out how to get this broken HOV moving again. Right, Captain? That's right, reader. We're still stuck at the bottom of the ocean after our HOV submarine, Henrietta, was attacked by a group of Dumbo octopuses out of nowhere. They dragged us down here and must have broken something because all the power is out. The lights aren't working, our radio isn't transmitting, and we're not moving at all. I've tried everything I can think of, but nothing has helped restore the power. Yeah, it's cold and dark and scary down here. If we're not rescued soon, we could run out of oxygen. That means we wouldn't be able to breathe. Being a treasure hunter isn't all discovery and riches, I'm afraid. There's some real danger involved in this profession, but don't worry, I'm sure the crew will come looking for us any minute now. I'm just not sure what's taking them so long. Reader, reading bug, I'm not so sure I want to just sit here and wait to be rescued. What if the crew doesn't realize there's a problem? Reader, do you have any idea what we can do? Or how we might be able to get this HOV moving again? Lauren, Captain Mel, is it just me or is it getting lighter in here? I keep getting a glimpse of greenish light through the tentacles of the octopuses that are still attached to our window. It used to be completely dark in here. But now, look, the whole HOV is lit in a dull light. That's probably just your eyes adjusting to the darkness, reading bug, like they do when you turn out the lights at bedtime. No, Lauren, take a look. I think the bug might be right. There's a soft green light coming in through the window. And the octopuses are peeling their tentacles away from Henrietta, clearing the window and letting in even more of the light. Oh, wow. You're right. But but we're deep under the surface of the ocean, aren't we, Captain Mel? What could be producing light that way down here? Honestly, Lauren, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it before. It's almost... Magical. Oh, maybe there's another submersible down here, or some kind of a signal from the crew and the ship above us. Reader, do you see what I'm seeing? I'm not sure I believe my eyes. The ocean all around us is definitely not as dark as it was when we were watching the octopuses dance. Instead, it's lit with soft green light coming from somewhere directly in front of us. The octopuses have all backed away from Henrietta, our HOV and are swimming away in the dark waters behind us, almost like they're afraid of whatever's making the light. But but what do you think could be scaring them? Lauren? Reader? Captain Mel? Look, directly in front of us, I think I see what, or who, is making that green light. Who? What do you mean, Reading Bug? Oh, oh my. I see now, it's a man. A man? Yes, it's definitely a man over there in the distance. But we're deep under the water, Lauren. It can't be a... Oh. A... A man. Reader, do you see him too? Right. He's very tall and he's walking, or maybe gliding, right towards us. As he gets closer, I can make out more of his features. He's very handsome. He has long, curly brown hair that's floating around his face in the water. And a thick, bushy beard. He's wearing a golden tunic that's shimmery and shiny. He carries a large three-pronged spear in one arm and is pointing to us with the other. And he's emitting the green light we're seeing, lighting up the ocean around him. But most amazing of all, he's not wearing any scuba equipment or a mask. 
How can he breathe underwater without any equipment? I, um, I have no idea. I think maybe I know. Legend has it that the god of the sea, Poseidon, always carried a three-pronged spear, called a trident, that he used to strike the ground to create earthquakes. Do you think that mysterious figure gliding toward us could be Poseidon? If I weren't staring at a giant man holding a trident hundreds of feet underwater, I'd tell you that you were crazy, Bug. Poseidon is just a Greek legend, but, uh, I'm not sure I've got a better answer. Whoever, or whatever that man is, do you think he knows we need help? Reader, reading Bug, let's call out to him. He may be our only chance to get rescued down here. Help us! Help! Help! Our HOV has lost power! Help us, please! And we need help to get back us. to the surface! Lauren, I'm afraid the water and the thick walls of the HOV are probably keeping all your yelling from being heard. We're gonna need to let him know that we're in trouble some other way. But how? We can use scuba diving sign language. Scuba divers need to be able to communicate with one another when they are underwater and can't talk. So there are lots of hand signals that they learn. The sign for help, or I'm in trouble, looks like this. Hold your hand out in front of you with the palm facing down. Then wiggle it back and forth, kind of like you're waving at the ground or signaling to someone that you only sort of like something. Like this, see? Reading Bug, I'm not sure Poseidon can see your tiny hand. We'll all need to do it too. Reader, Captain Mel, let's get close to the window. Now, hold your hand with the palm facing downward and wiggle it back and forth. Great. Hey, look, I think he, um, Poseidon understands us. See, he's looking right at us and nodding. Oh boy, he's looking at us really, really carefully, isn't he, Reader? I sure hope he's here to help us. And now he's spinning around in a circle, waving his trident high above his head. The fish and eels and rays all around are all swimming toward him. He must be calling for them. Maybe they'll help him rescue us. Fish and eels and rays, yes, but but what are those? See? Coming from behind Poseidon and swimming quickly towards us. It's hard to tell in the dim light, but... I think there must be half a dozen of them or more. You're right, Captain Mel. Reader, reading bug, do you see them? They're all following Poseidon and the other sea creatures toward our sunken submarine. As they get closer, they look like they could be... humans. Humans? Yes. They have beautiful human faces, long wavy hair, and seashell and coral necklaces around their necks. They're wearing shiny bracelets and earrings. But no scuba equipment. They're... They're breathing in the water, just like Poseidon. Oh, but look, reader. They're not all human, are they? They have long, beautiful tails, covered with shimmering scales of every color. Reading bug. Could those be mermaids? Or, I mean, merpeople? Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly what they are, Lauren. And they're heading right this way. Mermaids? Mermen? Uh, now I've really seen everything, but, but... But what are they doing? I'm not sure, but I think they're trying to open our submersible. Look! Freedom Bug, I think you're right. They're pulling at the hatch. No! No, stop it! If you open the hatch, the water will come pouring in! Lauren, they can't hear you, remember? 
Then what are we going to do, Captain Mel? We can't breathe underwater like they can. If they succeed in opening the hatch, the water will fill the cabin and we won't be able to breathe. We need to stop them. We're too late. The hatch is opening. Look. Hold your breath, everyone. What's this miracle? What in the world? Look, reader. The hatch is open and I can see the mer people looking in at us from the water outside. But we're still completely dry. Even with the hatch door open, no water is pouring into our submersible. How can that be? I think Poseidon has got something to do with it. Look, he's holding his trident against our front window, and it has formed a bubble around the submersible. It's incredible. It's magical. I can't believe it. Magical, yes, but let's not get too excited, Reading Bug. I'm not sure this is a welcoming committee. Poseidon looks angry. People of the land, hear me. The sea is not your realm. Take your cruelty, greed, and arrogance with you and return to shore at once. You are not welcome in Atlantis. Did he say Atlantis? Oh, but King Poseidon, we can't return. Don't you see? Our vehicle is broken and we are stuck. We are in great danger and we need your help. My help? No. My love for humanity was absolute. But I could not help you then, and I will not help you now. Please! I promise we mean no harm to any of you. My name is Lauren, and this is Captain Mel, the reading bug, and our reader friend. We're adventurers, and we've traveled an awfully long way today to find the lost city of Atlantis. The lost city? Yes, lost. All that remains of Atlantis is legend. Atlantis disappeared into the ocean centuries ago, and it was never seen again. Centuries ago? Oh, I'm such a fool. When I pulled Atlantis into the sea, it was to teach its people to love again and be kind. To study hard and use their minds. I did this for the good of humanity. But now centuries have passed, have they? Though it has taken a long time, we have relearned love, kindness, compassion, and hard work down here. But we've not brought it back to the rest of humanity. We've not seen anyone from the land since Atlantis sunk. We've been lost. But now we've found you. You don't have to stay lost forever. Come, we will take you to visit Atlantis, but only if you agree to observe our rules while you are here. The rules of Atlantis aren't much, but be warned, they are more difficult than they appear. One, do not trade friendship for greed, for wealth, or jewels. Two, study hard, use your hearts, and use your minds. And three, love each other and you'll be loved in kind. Before I sank Atlantis, the people lost the gift of goodness and became infected with ambition and greed. Only by following these rules have we been able to protect ourselves and create the magical city that I once imagined. Will each of you agree to obey these rules for the good of all humanity? Uh, Poseidon, King, uh, we'd love to follow you to Atlantis, of course, but like Lauren said, our submarine is broken. We can't move. And uh, of course, 
we can't breathe in the water like all of you. Oh? I see. Well, that should be an easy fix. But first, I need to make sure that you have all promised to obey these rules. Do you promise? Yes, King Poseidon, we do. Yes. I didn't hear you, Captain Mel. Do you promise to obey our rules? Well, yes, of course. I'm a good man. I've studied hard and always used my mind, and I promise to be kind and respect the merpeople of Atlantis. Yes, yes, King Poseidon, if it means a trip to see Atlantis, I can agree to your rules. Then let the magic begin! From the depths of our sea, it is my wish that you will be able to breathe like fish. Now, then just climb out of your vehicle into the water and you'll be able to join me and my people. Uh, breathe like fish? Uh, I, I don't, uh... Hey, what's happening to your neck, Lauren? My neck? What do you mean? Yeah, Lauren, look at your neck. And yours too, Reader. And Captain Mel. You're all growing... Gills. Gills? Yes. Gills are how fish breathe underwater. As water passes through them, oxygen molecules are extracted, allowing the fish to breathe. Remember, in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Harry eats gillyweed, which helps him breathe underwater by causing him to grow a pair of gills. Just like yours. Yours too, Reading Bug. Looks like you're growing your own tiny set of gills, just like us. But that means we'd better get moving. Once our gills grow, we'll be unable to breathe the air in the submersible. Come on, out of the hatch now! Oh, I don't know, Bug. I'm more of a ship captain than an underwater swimmer. I feel a lot more comfortable staying in here. But, uh, it is getting a bit, um, <clears throat> tough to breathe. Okay, I'm convinced. Let's go out of the hatch, everyone. Reader, reading Bug, follow me. We need to leave the air inside the submersible and swim to the deep water with King Poseidon and the Mer people. I hope these gills work. Let's go! Incredible. I'm breathing water. You're right. The cold water is tickling my neck as it passes through my new gills. But it's amazing. We're really breathing the water. No scuba gear needed. And I can easily hear you talking down here, too. What a spectacular adventure. That's not the only spectacular thing down here at the bottom of the ocean, Reading Bug. Look! The mermaids have gathered all around us. Twenty or more of them. And they're stunning. The way they glide effortlessly through the water. The colors of their scaly tails. The beauty of their long hair floating in the water. You are very kind. Thank you. I think you look quite beautiful as well. My name is Ambra, and I live in the city of Atlantis. Hi, Ambra. It's so nice to meet you. I always thought that mermaids were fictional creatures. When we lived on land, we looked just like you. But after our city sunk to the bottom of the ocean, we started to change. We didn't need our legs to walk anymore. So first, they grew stronger and stronger as we learned how to move them in unison, like a dolphin swimming through water. And later... Our two legs merged into a single tail to match our fish friends and neighbors. And also like the fish around us, our skin began to change color as well, until we were as brightly colored as the tropical fish that swim in the coral reefs found in the warm waters near the equator. Umbra, 
Let's show these land dwellers our beautiful city. It has been a long time since we've had guests visit us. Fetch my chariot, then follow me. Oh, wow! Look at the amazing chariot they're bringing for King Poseidon, reader. It's got a platform to carry him that's covered in a beautiful gold design and encrusted with seashells and jewels. And it's being pulled by animals that look like they're half horse and half fish. Incredible! They have the head and front legs of a horse, but instead of back legs, they have long tails. Their manes are made from fish fins, and their tails are covered with green scales. I recognize those animals. They're called hippocamps. Legend says they were bred by Poseidon to pull his chariot under the sea. They're more magnificent than I'd ever imagined. And now, onward to Atlantis. Atlantis. Did you hear that? We're actually going to see the long lost city. That's right. Just follow King Poseidon's chariot and me. Here we go. Those hippocamps sure are fast. And with their powerful tails, the mermaids glide so quickly through the water, too. Hurry, reader. If we don't keep up, we may lose them down here. Quickly, kick your legs with me, and let's follow King Poseidon and the mermaids. We're not going very fast, Lauren. Look! Poseidon and the mermaids are getting farther and farther away. And I'm getting farther and farther behind. I told you I'm not much of a swimmer. Wait up! It's no use. We just can't keep up with them. They're too used to swimming way down here, and we're not. Our legs are no match for their tails. King Poseidon! Abra, wait for us! I don't think they can hear us. And they're disappearing into the distance. Soon they'll be gone and we'll be all alone. Wait! Wait! Come back! Oh, no. They're gone. Disappeared into the sea. Wait! No, look! The green light is back. I think they're coming back for us. What are you doing all the way back here? I told you to follow me, but then I turn around and you were nowhere to be found. Don't you want to see Atlantis? Oh, yes, of course we do, Mr. Uh, King Poseidon. It's just that with these legs, we just can't keep up with you and the mermaids. We were trying our hardest. But you're so much faster. <laughs> legs. Oh, yes. Why didn't you just say so? Those legs certainly will not do. What you need for deep ocean swimming is a tail, like Ombra's here. Here, let me help you out with that. Help us? What do you mean, help us? Oh! Raider, is it just me? Or are your legs starting to feel a little funny? It's not just you, Lauren. Look, King Poseidon's trident is pointing right at us. And my legs are starting to stick together. You're right, Captain Mel. Mine are too. And they're growing colorful scales all over them. Yours too, reader. Oh, and at the ends of my legs where my feet uh, used to be, I seem to be growing a large, flowing fin. Lauren... Our legs are turning into mermaid tails. Reading bug, look! We're turning into mermaids and... You are too! A merbug! Your beautiful scale tail is red and covered with polka dots, just like your shell. Whee! And look, it works great for swimming. 
It's like I'm flying, but underwater. That's right. Now, no more excuses. Flap those tails and try to keep up. Lauren, Reader, Mel, I think you'll find your tails easy to use. Just point your body where you want to go and then flap your fins up and down, like this. Reader, Captain Mel, Reading Bug, can you swim like Ombra? Just wave your new mermaid tails up and down and let's go! Whoa! These fins are really fast! Much better, no? You're doing a great job keeping up. Just a bit further through the portal up ahead and we'll be in Atlantis. Wow! Lauren, look! A giant round portal has opened up into the ocean in front of us. Filled with beautiful coral, starfish, anemones, sea turtles, jellyfish, seahorses, and so much more! And beyond that, it's a city! Look at all the buildings rising high out of the ocean floor and glowing with gold and jewels. And look at these creatures that have joined us. They're narwhals, just like the narwhals we saw in the book bag. They look like white whales, but with black spots, sparkling eyes, and a single long tusk jutting out of each of their heads. Yes, yes, yes. Those are narwhals. They are also called unicorns of the sea because of the long tusks that grow out of their head. No one knows what they use their tusks for, but we do know that they don't use them for hunting. Narwhals are amazing animals. They are large. They can weigh as much as an elephant and can grow to be 13 to 18 feet long. But they are gentle giants. They live with us in the city and play with our children. Directly in front of us, you can see a large palace with spires gates and parapets trimmed in brilliant brass and sparkling diamonds that towers over the other buildings. That's where I live with my wife, Queen Cleita. And on the hill just beyond the palace, there is a temple that is dedicated to us. It is decorated with silver spires and surrounded by a wall of gleaming gold embedded with rubies, emeralds, and sapphires. It's more splendid than anything I've ever imagined. The sparkling jewels, the gold, the magnificence of the palace. There must be millions and millions of dollars in treasures here. The golden palace and the treasures within are beautiful to behold. But these treasures belong to King Poseidon, and we have sworn that we will not steal them or anything else. Why would we want to anyway? He has used them to create beauty all around us. We want for nothing and we have learned that the only real treasures are the residents of our magnificent city and the sea life that surrounds us. But treasure hunters like me have been searching for the lost city of Atlantis forever. This city is the single greatest discovery and certainly the most valuable treasure in the history of the world. The beauty and opulence of Atlantis is simply a remnant of our time on land. Centuries ago, in honor of my queen, I built this mighty city like no one's ever seen. Full of riches, wealth, and full of magic, I created this, the magnificent city of Atlantis. I paved the streets with bricks of gold and cast a spell that no one would grow old. Bricks? Of gold? Did, did you say bricks of gold? Yes. And there's an oyster bed over there. 
where we grow the most delicious oysters and the most beautiful pearls that you have ever seen. Pearls? Over here, you can see the school where mer children learn our history and how to live, work, and play together in peace and harmony. It looks like it's recess because the mer children are playing in the schoolyard. King Poseidon, your city is incredible! But it seems too good to be true. The mer people of Atlantis exist happily together alongside the other creatures of the sea. They study history and they use their minds for the benefit of mermanity, and they grow and provide food and other necessities without needing money. It's just like in Captain Mel's song. If I had one wish that would make me carefree, I'd spread kindness across the land and over the sea. It makes people feel good to see a smile, not a frown. Simple acts of kindness feel good when you're down. So be kind. Rewind. You'll find it's easy to be a friend who cares. Cherish one another and always be kind. Lead with your heart and think with your mind. Find some solutions where you can agree. Make room in the world where we can all be. So be nice. Think twice. There's no price for kindness. Just spread some love around. Whenever you're in doubt, recall the golden rule and do unto others as they do unto you. Don't speak out in anger. Take a breath and start again. To love and understand is what it takes to be a friend. So be kind. Rewind. You'll find it's easy to be a friend. Who cares? So cherish one another and always be kind. Lead with your heart. Think with your mind. Don't speak out in anger. Take a breath and start again. To love and understand is what it takes to be a friend. So be nice. Be nice. Think twice. Think twice. There's no price. No price for kindness. Just spread. Just spread. Some love. Some love around. Be kind. Be kind. Rewind. Rewind. You'll find it's easy to be to be a friend a friend who cares Be nice be nice think twice think twice there's no price for kindness just spread just spread some love some love around Be kind be kind Rewind, rewind, you'll find, you'll find it's easy to be, to be. In books, they call a place like this a utopia, a place where everything is, well, perfect. Perfect, maybe. But, reading bug, we mer people have learned that perfect places don't exist without a lot of hard work by the people who live in them. We also know that there are dark places, even in the most beautiful tropical waters. 
and that monsters may lurk in those places. But Ombra, there are no monsters in Atlantis, right? We're safe here, aren't we? Uh, what was that? It can't be thunder. We're too far below the water to hear the sound of thunder. It is the sound of darkness. A moan and a groan. A growl and a grunt. There are monsters lurking in the depths of the ocean, but only one creature in the sea makes such a hideous howl. That is the sound of the dark mermaids. Dark mermaids? What do you mean? Are these mermaids gray or brown? Oh no, Lauren. The color of one's skin does not make you dark. They are called dark mermaids because of what is inside of them, what is in their hearts. These are the mer people who refused to live by Poseidon's rules and were cast out of Atlantis as a result. Over time, their darkness has become more visible on the outside as well as inside of them. As their darkness consumes them, they have started to look more like sea monsters than mer people or humans. Their bodies turned green and slimy. Their arms and legs shrank as their fingernails and toenails grew into long, dangerous claws. Their hair and their ears turned into fins. Scales grew all over their faces, their mouths filled with sharp, needle-like teeth, and their jaws and stomachs grew larger and larger so that they could eat their prey. They're coming closer, I think. But why? They've come for their prey. The dark mermaids only eat one kind of creature. Other creatures who have refused or who have broken my rules. You mean there's a mermaid or merman living in Atlantis who has broken your rules, King Poseidon? I'm afraid not. No mermaid has broken King Poseidon's rules in decades. As you said, Atlantis is our utopia. Then who are the dark mermaids coming for? They must be coming for one of you. Us? No, that can't be right, Your Majesty. We just got here. Yeah, we haven't broken your rules. We've been good guests and have returned your generosity with thanks and kindness. And we haven't lied or cheated or taken anything that does not belong to us. Why would the Dark Mermaids be coming for us? I sink Atlantis to the bottom of the sea because of the decadence and greed of its people. The wealth and treasure had darkened their souls, causing them to argue and fight and treat one another poorly. Down here, they have relearned kindness and they live in peace and prosperity and in accordance with my rules. One of you must have broken those rules by taking some of the treasures of Atlantis and the Dark Mermaids are coming for you. But we didn't steal anything. The reading bug is right. None of us has stolen your treasures, King Poseidon. You have to believe us. Raider, you didn't take anything, did you? See? Captain Mel, you've been silent for some time. Do you have anything to say? I may know why the Dark Mermaids are coming. I just couldn't help myself. Years of searching, endless hours of research, the discovery of a lifetime. I just have to prove to my fellow fortune hunters that Atlantis is real, so... So yes, I took a gold brick. And? And a pearl. Uh, okay, two very large pearls. And? 
And this diamond and this emerald, eight gold coins, five sapphires, a ruby, and two amethysts. And whatever this is. Captain Mel, how could you? This place, Atlantis, is magnificent. I, I can't just leave it here, lost forever. The world needs to know about this discovery, and the riches here will pay for the lifetime I've spent looking for it. It seems we still have work to do before all of humanity is ready to embrace what we have learned here in Atlantis. Ombra, you're right. Lauren, reader, reading bug, I wish things had worked out differently, but you have broken my rules, and I am afraid I must leave you now to fend for yourself. Fend for ourselves? Against the Dark Mermaids? Oh, please, King Poseidon, no! We tried to follow your rules. Captain Mel made a mistake! Remember, if I had one wish that would make me carefree, I'd spread kindness across the land and over the sea. It makes people feel good to see a smile, not a frown. Simple acts of kindness feel good when you're down, so be kind. Rewind, you'll find it's easy to be a friend who cares. Be nice, think twice, there's no price for kindness. Just spread some love around. Please, I beg you for a simple act of kindness, King Poseidon. Forgive Captain Mel's mistake and help us escape the Dark Mermaids. Lauren is right, my king. Doesn't being kind mean that we must be able to forgive our neighbors and friends when they make a mistake for which they are truly sorry? Captain Mel, why should I not leave you for the Dark Mermaids? Please understand. I have been searching for Atlantis for most of my life and my mother and father before me. I employ 20 or more people who work for me to keep themselves and their families fed, and and I'm away from my own family, sometimes for months at a time, to do this work. I recognize now that what I did was wrong, but, but I only took a few treasures so that I could take care of these people. I was motivated by my desire to reward those who helped me find Atlantis, not by selfishness. I always intended to share these treasures with them. King Poseidon? Not even my power can override the darkness of the Dark Mermaids. I am afraid I cannot protect you. But surely we can try? Yes, Ombra, you are right. We can try. But tell me, Captain Mel, are you truly sorry for your actions today? Your Majesty, if I'm being honest, I must admit that there is still a part of me that would like the world to know that we found the lost city of Atlantis today. But I promised you that I would not steal, and I broke that promise. I am very sorry that I broke my promise, and this has endangered the lives of my friends here. Please accept my apology. I forgive you, Captain Mel. Quickly, Lauren, reader, reading bug. Follow me back to your ship. Captain Mel, you are welcome to follow too, but only if you leave the treasures you took here where they belong. 
All of them? Yes. All of them. Okay, okay. Here you go. Very good. Now, Ombra, call the narwhals. Hold off the dark mermaids for as long as you're able. I will take our new friends back to the boat. Yes, yes! Narwhals, please help your friends, the people of Atlantis. Hurry now, go! Reader, look. The dark mermaids are here. They're every bit as monstrous as Ombra said they were. And there are a lot of them coming up behind us. What big teeth and giant claws they have. But look, the narwhals have arrived too. They're swimming really fast. And look at their horns. They're glowing and emitting beautiful, bright colors. Almost like a long, skinny lava lamp. Oh, and every time a dark mermaid tries to get closer, the light from the narwhal's horns zaps them like a bolt of lightning, causing the dark mermaids to be thrown backwards, away from the narwhals, and from us! I guess we know what those narwhal horns are used for now. Quickly, follow me. We must get you back to your ship. The narwhal's magic won't hold them for long. Use your fins and follow me. Swim fast. Reader, you heard King Poseidon. Let's go. Okay. So long, Atlantis. At least I got to get a glimpse of you. I hope someday the world will know your secrets. But I promise, I'll never tell. Captain Mel, come on. Okay, okay. Here we are, your ship. A bit of magic will remove your tails and gills. Climb into the boat quickly and be gone before the dark mermaids arrive. But our yellow submarine, it's broken. Oh, yes. That's an easy fix, too. Here you go. Now, quickly, into your ship. Thank you for helping me remember that kindness and friendship requires empathy and forgiveness. Now go, and please do not return. Bring the lessons of Atlantis back to land with you, but not our secrets. Farewell, my friends. Reader, reading bug, Captain Mel, I can feel my tail and gills disappearing. Quickly, into the submarine. We won't be able to breathe underwater for much longer. Now, close that hatch and let's see if we can get this thing started again. It's working! All the lights are back on, and the submersible is moving again, Reader. Mel, Mel, come in. Come in. What's going on there? Hello? Jamie, we're here. Oh, it's great to hear your voice. And you won't believe what's happened to us down here. Captain, where have you been? We thought we'd lost you. Well, you almost did. But thanks to the quick thinking of Lauren, the reading bug, and our reader friend, and with a little bit of help, we're back. And on our way to the surface... Get the cranes ready. We'll be out of the water in just a few more minutes. Roger that, Captain. Lauren, Reader, Reading Bug, thanks for keeping him safe down there. We'll see you soon. Oh, Captain Mel, we sure would love to spend more time with you. But I'm afraid our adventure today has to come to an end, and we need to get back home. Home? But you three make terrific treasure hunters. We may not be returning with any treasure today, but the sea is enormous, and there's plenty more treasure to hunt. We'd love to hunt for treasure again, 
But maybe some other time, Captain Mel. Lauren's right. We need to get back home now. We're at the end of another incredible adventure. Lauren, reader, let's all hop back into the book bag together. The book bag? That's right. Just watch. And goodbye, Captain Mel. Thanks for bringing us along with you on such an amazing adventure today. Three hops. On my count. Ready? One hop. Two hops. Three hops. And we're in. We've had a big adventure within our book bag. And I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. Look! The submersible and the ocean around us are disappearing as we rise up over the ocean and begin our magical trip back home. What a spectacular trip that was. Not only did we find the lost city of Atlantis, but we also met the mer people that lived there. We even got to be mer people, Lauren. All thanks to King Poseidon's magic. I'm definitely going to draw a picture of the three of us deep underwater with beautiful scaled tails. And don't forget Captain Mel. Oh, yes. I'll draw Captain Mel and his tail, too. And Ombra and King Poseidon and our yellow submarine. Oh, there's just so much. <laughs> Don't worry. You can draw all of it, Reading Bug. In just a few minutes, I'll play coloring music for us to color our illustrations to. What part of today's adventure do you think you'll draw, Reader? I'm going to draw a picture of the beautiful underwater city of Atlantis. We may be the only ones who ever get to see it. If you enjoyed today's adventure like I did, and want to learn more about Atlantis, mermaids, the creatures of the ocean, or treasure hunting, you can read any of the books in my book bag. I have a complete list for you at www.thereadingbug.com adventures. We're back. And reader, remember what King Poseidon said. Let's always try to live by the rules of Atlantis, even here on land. One. Do not trade friendship or greed for wealth or jewels. Two, study hard, use your hearts, and use your mind. And three, love each other and you'll be loved and kind. I know you can do it, reader, because... When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything you could write a book or fly a plane build a house with a giant crane whatever you do one thing will be true there's nothing you can't do you can see it through just by being you because you're a reader you're a leader you're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. Thank you for all your help your bravery, and your kindness on today's adventure and throughout this season of adventures. I can't wait to adventure with you in the reading bug again soon. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye, reader. We'll see you soon. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imagination. 
an enormous thank you to all of our individual sponsors. We couldn't have produced this season's episodes without you. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, Brandon, and Caitlin Savage, and by Rob DeCruz. Original music was written and performed by me, Brandon Savage, and Dan Shern, and mixing and mastery for this episode was by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got the cure. Three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. <laughs> New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. 